0: All right, welcome to the Fit Vegan Podcast. I'm your show host, Maxim Seguin, and I'm the founder and CEO of Fit Vegan Coaching, a company that is on a mission to help 10,000 people get lean, thrive, and reduce their risk of chronic illnesses by 2033 and a million by 2050. I believe that having a fit, healthy body and mind is the foundation to living an incredible life, and this is what little we'll show will give you if you choose to listen and implement. Enjoy the episode and have a great day all right good morning everyone and welcome to another episode of the fit vegan podcast today we have a very special guest a fit vegan superstar Sophia. how are you doing
1: doing good how are you
0: good um welcome to the podcast i'm excited to have you on
1: excited to be here yeah
0: so today we're going to talk about your journey because so far you've lost like around 28 pounds um, and your photos look incredible i think i posted them like a like a few days ago, maybe like last week, um, they look, they look absolutely great. So definitely want to dive into like who you are and kind of what position you were in before you started, because a lot of people that are thinking of taking on transformation, they don't think that they have time. And uh, I know for a fact that you didn't have time <laughs> before you started because you were training a lot. You're really busy with work and with life. And so do you mind kind of like diving into that to just to kind of paint the picture of, of where you started?
1: Sure. Um, I'll start with time because you did, but then I'm going to walk back a few other pieces as well. So um, I'm a mom of three. I work a high, high profile, high demanding job that requires me to do quite a bit of travel. I manage teams both on the East and West Coast. So I'm constantly in a space where I'm traveling for business. I'm trying to manage my family um, while my family is uh partially vegan, they did not want to go on this journey with me. So this was a space of like managing meals for multiple people in the house for every piece. So that like nothing of this was like easy in a space that was already very, very busy. Um yeah. and I feel like if you can find like if I can find time for it, anybody can find time for it because there's there's not a lot of extra time in the day in my world. Um but I do want to share just a little bit when you say like the where I started from and kind yeah. of how I came to this, because for me, this space, um, it really started with kind of three years of frustration. I noticed I was in my mid 40s and I was like, OK, I picked up cycling in the middle of COVID, like a whole bunch of people i had already been running for at that point, maybe nine years. So I'd been running for a long time. And I realized I was putting like, you look at my Strava stats. They were fascinating. I was putting down three, 4,000 miles a year on the bike, over a thousand miles a year running, like 1, 12, 1300 miles a year running. And I did appreciate the need for strength training. So I was yeah. hitting the weights three times a week which if you add all of that up, you know, three days of cycling, three to four days of running, three days of weight training, I was fitting somewhere in my world, like a whole bunch of two-a-days, a ton of cardio, a ton of activity. And what I saw was my weight going up, up, up. And it made zero sense to me. I was like this, mathematically, like the idea of being in a calorie deficit made a lot of sense to me. And I'm like, I should be in a calorie deficit. There's no way. I'm like, you can't be more active than me. Like there's no way to fit more things in here. Um, But I've been vegan for a couple years and uh, I wasn't doing it right. That's what I learned by the time I came to the program. I was kind of in a point of desperation of like, I can't do any more stuff. And I need another strategy because there's no way to work off or figure out how to like stop the weight gain that I had been seeing.
0: So yeah, logically it sounded like you're doing everything right right? Like you're eating eating vegan, you're eating healthy, you're in a calorie deficit, and you're exercising a lot. So what was your brain? What was your brain going through at first? Like, what was the thought of like, why is my weight going the opposite direction of what it should be going? When I'm doing all of these things? It's
1: a huge cognitive dissonance. Is this enormous frustration with how my body was looking? And how I viewed myself. I viewed myself as an athlete. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a runner. I'm a cyclist. I'm strong too. I'm lifting. I'm doing all these things, but I didn't look like an athlete in this way that we like to think that athletes tend to look. Um, and the fact that I couldn't win that way, you know, the fact that my body wasn't responding the way that I wanted to, uh, I felt like, I I felt like I was just a little bit at a, a loss that this doesn't make sense. What I'm doing doesn't make sense with how I look. Um, and really when I reached out to you, I was at a point where it wasn't just, um, that I had been gaining a little bit here and there. It was that I was at a scary high weight for me. I was like, wait, this is a lot of weight for somebody of my height. And this is getting to a point where I'm nervous about like I'm buying up sizes and I'm like this yeah. is I can't keep going in this direction.
0: Shopping for the wrong reasons, basically.
1: Right. Right.
0: Yeah. Was there? again, this may not be the case, but I'm just curious. Was there maybe like did ever did you ever start to like doubt that your body would be able to lose the weight? Was there like maybe starting to kind of lose faith in like shit? Like maybe I'm not meant to lose the weight, or it was more like you're pretty determined. It was probably that option of like, Hey, no, no, I'll figure this out. This just isn't the right way to do it.
1: Um, I felt like kind of, um, the tool that I had used to maintain my fitness was not going to help me lose the weight. I realized Mm -hmm. that this really effective tool that everyone always says, right? Like, Hey, someone needs to lose weight. You should go, you should work out. You should hit the gym. You should introduce some cardio. And and don't drink sodas and and go vegan. All of those things. I'm like, those already done. Yeah. So none of those are working for me. It wasn't that I felt like I couldn't lose it, but it was I felt like all of the easy to like all the easy buttons had been pushed, yeah. and none of those were working. So I had to figure out something else.
0: So how how because I remember our first conversation. How did your brain react when I told you that you would have to do less to lose the weight?
1: Um, first, I didn't, I didn't believe it, um, and I was very, I was very frustrated. It was the hardest, is the single hardest thing for me to do. When starting the program for me meant cutting out a whole bunch of cardio, and frankly, mm-hmm. cutting out a bunch of lifting um, yeah. because I was, I was doing a, a large variety of lifting, and this was like, okay, you're going to do the exact same workouts uh, be like, you know, and I was just like, wait, what's next week's workouts. It's like, no, 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 you're just doing the same. One. I, I think the first time I, I wrote back to my coach, I was just like, I think there's a mistake in my thing. Cause I have like the it's same the same
0: as, as the previous week. Yeah. Why is that?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, it's, it's intentional. Um, I had, I had what I would, I don't know how many people would experience this. I had an actual withdrawal. There was a physiological reaction, from the, the cardio events, there is a real runner's high. Now, if you enjoy running yeah. and you enjoy cycling, there's a real high that comes with that, that like you get this endorphin kick, you feel really good, you get a great sweat on, your heart rate goes to the roof, you come in, you, you get clean, you feel like I really accomplished something. And that becomes part of your identity, like what you actually, um, It's not just like some people, I think, feel like I have to do this because this is what's going to help me lose weight. For me, it was like that was part of what made me feel good Um, and made me feel accomplished and, you know, type A personality. And so taking that away took away my feel good feeling. And it really the first few weeks of I was like in withdrawal from those experiences.
0: Yeah, which is funny to hear because most people hate cardio, right? And you're just like, no, I'm I'm addicted to this feeling. And it's yeah, it's hard to not do cardio. But you know, when I when I look at your graph, which I have pulled up here, like it's generally pretty much just been like a straight line down since we started doing less since we started being more efficient with the workout and really focusing on like, progressive overload versus like variety and kind of changing it up all the time. So obviously you went through this phase where there's like some withdrawal symptoms from it, but then when, then your brain kind of switch of like, Oh shit, this is working.
1: Um, it was something I never, ever thought would have happened. And it's something I still struggle with on like this week. I mean, I'm way far through the program and I still have a hard time with this. Um, I saw my weight fluctuation on a day-to-day basis. And I saw that the day of and after my cardio events. So my coach gave me one hard run day and one hard cycle. That's what I got. I got like two VO two max efforts a week. That was it. And the day of that effort and the day after that effort, my weight went up. And it would take a couple days after those efforts for my weight to resettle. And I was like, oh my gosh, what's happening? How is my weight increasing? It was completely contrary. My body was acting in a way that was completely counterintuitive to what I'd always believed, which is do these huge efforts on the weekend, eat all of this food on the weekend to enjoy all the huge effort that you put out and like you will end up weighing less. And it was like, no, my huge efforts like seemed to slow my metabolism. It was like my metabolism was like, oh, are we going back there? Because if, if we're going back there, I'm going to hang on to everything you give me because I don't know what you're going to do to me tomorrow. It was like my my metabolism was traumatized and is very easily triggered. And I will have days where I'm like, I'm going to step on the scale and see what it looks like. And I'm like, gosh, it looks like I went up a pound or two. And I'm like, oh, I ran yesterday. And I realized yeah. that the days that I am lighter are the days that uh, have a little bit more distance from a cardio event.
0: Yeah, but again, there's there's more inflammation, there's more uh, water retention, and so it will cause more weight fluctuation on the scale as well. Even if you do like a strength session and and it's like a a really brutal one, like the one that puts you in a wheelchair for four days, (laughs) your weight will be up after that hard leg workout the next day. Right. So when you demand that much stress from the body. It just holds on. It just holds on to to more water. Um, So it's 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 normal. So how when didn't your brain adjust because again you've listened to some of these podcasts before so i think we have two camps of people in the program the camp of people that don't really like exercise and that kind of get into it and that now love it and do it at the pace that we kind of prescribe and then there's people that are on the opposite side which are people like us we're like no i'm gonna i'm gonna bike and run 15 hours a week because that's what i need to do and then for those people, we have to like pull them back and be like, no, no, like less is actually is actually better. So when did your brain get adjusted to it?
1: Um, it was pretty early in the program. Uh, I, I did not want to. I was a very um, reluctant participant in the first month, but I saw really quick losses in the first month. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to pay attention and I'm going to keep following up with what I'm supposed to do. Um, and it was that ability to see, and now I did stop weighing myself daily because it was starting to just create too much stress for me of like, just hyper analyzing, wait, what happened yesterday that like it went up or what happened yesterday that it went down? Like I want to replicate, you know? And so I was like, this isn't healthy. And so I stopped doing that on a daily basis, but I uh, was weighing myself about three times a week. And I would also always find that my Thursday weight tended to be my lowest weight Um, and then my weekend weight where I'd have the longer time periods to do the longer endurance activities would be my higher weight. Uh, and seeing that cycle and just knowing, okay, like it really is pull back and feeling like, um, I want to go, you know what, I really want to go and take a quick run because that's going to make me feel really good because I'm stressed out or whatever. And it's like, you know, I'm going to go do with that time. I'm going, I'm going to cut up some tofu and I'm going to like do some meal prep so that I can eat something that I don't have to stress over later and put my energy into what I'm going to eat instead of that exercise piece. And seeing that the return on investment of that time, if I spend an hour to go and take a run or if I spend an hour meal prepping, um, the, the net benefit for my weight was better in the meal prep versus the run.
0: Yeah. And, and also just understanding that you could go for a walk too, versus running it. And you would get very similar benefits without like stressing the body as much ultimately too. Right? It's very, like, I get it. Right? Like, I'm just like, if I'm gonna go, if I'm gonna go bike, I'm gonna bike hard. If I'm gonna go run, I'm gonna run hard. It's like, no, you can just go for like a really casual bike ride and actually be enjoyable and relaxing and just kind of enjoy the scenery around. Um, so what are some of the biggest changes that you noticed like physically as you kind of went through this? Because again, you lost like a pretty significant amount of weight. Your photos look great. You got like baby abs coming in. So like what what are kind of like some of the physical changes that you saw? And uh, have you gone shopping yet?
1: Um, let's start with some of the changes. So I think the biggest for me was just, um, I mean, I, I have some, I haven't, I haven't posted them because I only did like you know, your exact outfit that you do for your pre-post. But I have some like kick butt, like workout photos of like, okay, I'm really proud of that. I look like what I think an athlete should look like. I'm really happy with um, the definition. And it wasn't that I didn't have uh, the definition before. And quite frankly, um, I'm not a lot like muscular wise. I'm not a lot stronger than I was. I think it's probably about the same, but the level of fat that was sitting on top of those muscles is gone. So I just yeah. look different. I look more defined. There's times where um, I was out doing a family photo shoot and uh, my oldest child was just like, Damn, look at your back like the way that because I was wearing this dress I was like opening in the back and yeah. it's like kind of getting that uh response or reaction of just being like okay all of that and I know because I'm not really lifting a, a huge difference in the weight so it's not like I'm like oh I grew all of this muscle but it's like you can see it now yeah. and that's the real difference
0: yeah awesome did, so did you have to go shopping or did you just kind of like mm-hmm. fit in the clothes that you wanted to fit before
1: no, it's been super fun. So I, um I had been for many years, like a size six. And the reason why I started this program is because it was like, oh, then there was a summer where I had to get some eights. And then it was like coming into the summer or spring break. And I had to take some shorts. And I was like, the eights don't fit. I need to get some 10s. What is happening? Yeah. Um, and it was this summer that I was out and I was like, the sixes fell off like so it was getting fours and now getting and it was like the shocking experience getting twos. I did this huge um, run trip in Morocco in October and I it was kind of an interesting space when you think a little bit about body dysmorphia and and how you perceive what you look like. There's points where I still feel like I look kind of fluffy in areas and it depends on the day and the month and and whatever. But I remember distinctly being um, an REI trying on like, you know, I needed to get like some new pants for this like epic hiking trip. And I was just like, okay, the fours are too big. And I was just like, I put on the twos and I'm like, okay the twos fit fine i feel like i i feel like i have like a little weight. i'm like oh my gosh i'm that person i'm the annoying <laughs> person that everybody hates who's like oh i'm a size two but i feel like i'm a little fluffy here i'm like what is wrong yeah. with me i'm a size two whoa okay yeah.
0: like
1: nobody cares if like i feel like i see a little something here anymore because i'm a size two That's there's like no that.
0: pity anymore you've no. passed that stage
1: <laughs> no now i'm the annoying person
0: yeah, which hey, you worked hard for it, right? At the end of the day, it's again, going from almost a ten to a two is like a pretty significant change in in your body recomposition, right? Because at the end of the day, you wouldn't think that obviously twenty pounds is a lot of weight, but a lot of times it doesn't always translate to kind of like a massive difference in size and clothing. So that's awesome. So I'm proud of you that you're able to shop for twos.
1: I'm I'm also I'm five two, so that twenty eight pounds and uh person of my height is a lot of width
0: yeah so i'm curious like what do you think was the most helpful for you throughout the process to, to lose the weight
1: um i'm a very 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 disciplined person so um the rigidity uh was something that was relatively easy for me um yeah I feel like there was one magic bullet. I don't think that you hide this from people. So I don't think I'm giving away any like magic secret sauce here. Uh, but it really was just if there's one thing I would say that this is, all comes down to, especially as a vegan, is protein. I yeah. mean, it was all like protein is like the magic weapon here. And like the need to kind of obsess over getting uh, an amount of protein that frankly, Uh, I joined this program as a non tofu, uh, non edamame. Like I'd have some quinoa on occasion. I didn't mind hummus, but like, I did not eat the power foods that are loaded Mm -hmm. with protein. And I would occasionally do protein powders, but not on a regular basis to someone who now like, I have, I have at least a hundred grams of protein a day and it is super intentional. Like none of it's accidental. Like it's like adding in tofu to like every, I add in tofu to anything and everything I can. It's throwing in protein powder. It's having high protein, naturally dense foods. But without that, I think that um, nothing else would succeed.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's the part that helped you shift your body composition. Obviously the calorie deficit helped you lose the weight, but the protein is what allowed you to maintain and build lean muscle as you decrease and what makes you look like an athlete now. Right. Cause if you would have done this with low protein, you would have just looked like skinnier and a softer, lighter version of yourself at this point, you'd be 28 pounds lighter, but you wouldn't look the way that you do yeah. right now. Right. Um, so how, how, how was it for you? Again, I, I understand not everyone's a community person, but how was it for you kind of like with the training and the nutrition combined together and kind of having to navigate that?
1: Um, the, I, I think I, I, am going to force you to edit this one a little bit. I'm not sure exactly what you're going for. Just like having to like have the schedule of like what has to be eaten and like what has to be done yeah, is that what you're going for.
0: Yeah, yeah. So like, um, yeah, so Gabriel, I just cut this part out, but how it's this way, how did you navigate kind of having to kind of meal prep now and build different foods and manage your life and still continue to, to do the training?
1: Uh, so for me navigating the schedule was, um, pretty easy on the workouts. Cause frankly, I was doing less than I was doing before. Right. Yeah. So if you think about someone who's doing like two a days and fitting that, and I was fitting that in, in many ways at the expense of sleep. So yeah. it was getting up super early because I have three kids and I have a job. It's like getting up at the crack before zero dark 30 to like get in one workout and, and finding time to squeeze in other things. So not having to do that gave me time to sleep, which is really critical. I really focused on sleep throughout the process of this program. Um the hard part for me. So fitting in like the workouts on the schedule, easy peasy, because it was less than what I normally did. The meal prep. I, I like, I like fresh food. I do not like to meal prep, um, twice a week and like make food that I will then just like reheat for multiple days. I want my food fresh like day of at least. And so that does create like when you're not used to, um, cooking or cooking two meals in a house for like every meal. Now, some things were easier, right? Overnight oats, like awesome, done the night before you grab and go. But some of the, like some of the lunches, it's like, okay, this, I might just be slow. Some of them took me 20, 30 minutes to make. Some of the dinners took me 30, 40 minutes to pull together. And like when you're tired and you're frustrated and you're getting other people food and having to do that on top, uh, it can create a lot of stress. So I found myself doing things. On the weekend um, or in midweek when I had some time where I would just like, I'm going to make the tofu or the quinoa or the like anything that I felt like was pretty stable that I could just make and then use later making some of the dressings that yeah. you know, it just takes 15, 20 minutes to cut everything up and mix everything Um, doing that in advance and so not necessarily so I could try to cut down the the meal prep time of course I could have just done a Sunday and Wednesday meal prep and let it be but it was that was kind of my own personal choice
0: yeah which I get it I, I I personally like fresh food as well so whenever I eat I make the food there I have a slightly different schedule, but I, I feel you on that. I'm definitely on the same boat as you. So how did you navigate? Because you have a lot of moms, obviously, that are in the program and I kind of that are or that are listening. How did you navigate kind of eating your eating whole food plant based and your kids maybe eating somewhat whole food plant based? Like how did you navigate the cooking and any tips that you could pass along?
1: Um, baby steps of incorporating things. So I do have largely vegan home, which is helpful. Okay. So I'm not starting from a space of like trying to wean people off like meat, meat, um, There so I didn't have that challenge, but not everybody in the house liked tofu. I didn't like tofu when I started. So figuring out yeah. and I was I treated tofu like medicine at the beginning. It was like, how can I cover this up and not like see it? And like <laughs> so I was no better than the kids. And I mean, there it were is. times when I made meals that I was sitting at the table like a small child of like, I don't want to eat this. It doesn't taste the way I want it to I'm like just grumpy and I'm looking at the food for the kids and I'm like mm, that looks so much better than what I'm eating and so there was a lot of taste testing there was a lot of I'm gonna make my food you'll have something else and try it see if you like it and I'm yeah. gonna be really really honest here maybe maybe four or five recipes that my kid like that everyone's been like okay we can all eat this so generally yeah. speaking, everybody's not on board with me on some of these, like peanut butter and jelly for lunch. Like that's what they would prefer, not one of the salads or pieces. They're of kids. Breakfast. I get it. <laughs> I'm not going to like convince them of that, but yeah. adding and thinking around how we do some of like the stir fries and the chilies and some of the pastas. And I feel like chickpea pasta is like the miracle cure for everything because Everybody can do pasta. You can throw a ton of protein in for the whole family on that, and it makes life a lot easier.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, it's great. Again, the the meals are really healthy. (laughs) You, they're definitely not for for everyone. Like again, like when I when I used to cook for Ivy originally. If I made a stir fry, I could just add like teriyaki sauce to hers, right? That was just like some sugar in it. And then she's like, oh, it tastes so good. And I would just have it without a teriyaki sauce. But your taste buds kind of shift. So I'm curious. So I didn't know that you treated the tofu as medicine. So what did you do to kind of enjoy tofu? Did you like acquire the taste? Did you use spices? Did you cook it differently? Um,
1: it truly was torture at the beginning. The way that I managed this was like cooking like overcooking it so first off i would like press it until it was kind of like um like crumbly and so when i was like cutting it up it wasn't really cubed it was a little more like crumbly and then baking the crap out of it like until it was like i mean not crunchy i mean i'm talking like pulverized and then like kind of crumbling it up and like hiding it in like you know whatever sauce whatever thing that i was using um And what I've, I've grown up, I've gotten a tofu press. I now know how to actually like cube it. Now I don't actually cook it a whole lot different, but the, the flavor, the texture, like it doesn't bother me anymore. And I've also learned, um, throughout the process, I was eating more calories than I was supposed to. I was hungry and I was still doing probably. And, and, and as my coach knows, um, there were plenty of weeks where I was doing more than I should. It was definitely a huge reduction, but I was still doing a lot of activity. And so I used tofu, spinach and broccoli were my free foods. I could put them in anything. I could add them to whatever I wanted for extra bulk and nutrient density. So I kind of just started a little bit of it was getting used to it. Like if I was having a salad that didn't call for tofu, I would I would just make so much extra tofu during the week. I would just throw a handful of tofu on that and like stuff that was pre cooked. Um, and, and I think that getting used to that made a big difference for me.
0: Yeah, is it you that told me the recipe for the tofu chips? No, I no. So someone told me that. So do you have an air fryer? I kind of not a traditional
1: one. I have like one of the toaster ovens that has like an air fryer setting.
0: Okay, well, I, I think it might still work, but basically this uh, this client mentioned you just cut like a block of tofu, um, like on the larger side, like really thin, and then you throw it in the air fryer, and obviously they kind of dry up and kind of cook and become crispy, and it's like a tofu chip, and you can kind of add your spices like paprika, some chili in there, some salt and pepper, and it kind of makes like a little bit of a, of a tofu chip. Um, yeah, so just a recipe for you to try if you want to give it okay. a shot, make yourself some tofu chips. And it's kind of like, uh, again, if you make it really dry, you can make like croutons in your salad after, right? just kind of break it, put it on there and it's higher in protein. Awesome. Yeah. So where where are you at in the journey now?
1: Um, I am officially, I'm officially graduated. So I have, I've finished the formal part of the program. I was let loose into the wild, I think a week, or two ago to um i did i did my own transition plan of basically going through all uh the way that i managed the meal planning um i would print all of the meals but i would do it at like a four to a page because they just are huge um so like four to a page and go through and what i did is i went back through every single meal plan and found all of my favorite recipes and printed them in full pages and like made a book Of like, here are the ones that I'm going to want to keep and use. And so I've been kind of trying to think that now I had a lot of travel over the last few weeks as well, which makes it difficult. Um, But trying to actually think through for myself, it's been fun. Of like, what do I want to eat this week? And let me plan out like some of the the meals that I know I'm going to enjoy. Like picking my favorites, of course, because I'm like newly in the wild. It's like, okay, what was like one of my favorite lunches? And I'm going to grab that one. And like some of my favorite dinners, and grabbing those. Um, Yeah. So that's kind of been fun. Uh, I'm also. As far as in the plan piece, I'm, I, I am struggling with that balance because it's winter, I'm a huge, winter running's my season. Yeah. I love winter running. I'm a cold weather runner. And so trying to find the balance between don't, don't go down the bad path again, like don't get too caught up into that world. Uh, so I don't lose my gains.
0: Yeah. Well, ultimately you're in a better place now, right? Cause you've lost the weight. And kinda of once you're done the once you sped up your metabolism, you're in a better place to do performance based training. Right. So that's 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 the main part. Like I, I think we talked about this originally when you joined, it's like it's really hard to train for performance and to decrease your body fat. Because decreasing your body fat requires you to treat your body differently and fuel your body differently that is not conducive to performance. And so once you're done that, then you can kind of move into performance. You know, I love what you shared about the recipe because at the end of the day, that's what we invite members to do, right? It's like, hey, just print the recipes, save them. At the end of the day, you're going to have your favorites. We kind of purposely give you guys a bunch of different ones because you're going to pick out what you like, right? A one that you don't like, someone else may like, and it may become their favorite and kind of vice versa. So I'm happy you've built yourself a little book of your top recipes. Um, So how has it been for the past two weeks kind of managing the the nutrition and the training in a transition
1: oh i don't know if i'm doing it super well i'm trying um the food piece has been fine i think
0: which is the important one
1: it's the important one i think i've been a little bit like a kid that got dropped off at college it's like because i've been released to the wild like i'm doing a little bit of everything like I, I do need to settle down and focus. I do have a lot of uh, workouts from a prior trainer that I used to follow for like a month pack, you know, like a, an actual set. Um, and that was one of my plans to go back to, but I've been kind of like, it's leg day. I can do whatever I want with my leg day today. Like, yeah. you know, what I haven't done in a minute. And so I've been a little bit like um, sporadic, I would say uh, like I, I did a 21 mile run on, on Sunday. Like I, I I'm just kind of doing like kind of fun thing or things that I've been wanting to do and haven't been able to do or, or weren't specifically in my plan. So yeah. haven't, um, haven't enjoyed as much. So I think that that's been a little fun, but I know, I know like this, like, okay, you got dropped off for your first week at college and you're like running around doing everything kind of like a crazy yeah. person that will settle down. I will start yeah. like uh, you know figuring out okay what's what's going to be like a reasonable long term uh, schedule and routine that's going to work well for me
0: yeah it's normal right it's a normal response when i finish a cut when i finish a training phase for something i'm like i want to either not train or do something else for a bit right and then you kind of have your fun and then you kind of revert back to the basics so the basics would be, hey, continue to do your strength training, continue to eat whole food, plant-based, and then you know continue to do the cardio that, that you enjoy. So don't worry about it. It's a very, very normal thing to do because, you, again, you put a lot of effort losing 28 pounds and it required a lot of focus from you where you kind of had to make certain, I would say, like choices that maybe weren't what you wanted to do, but you had to do them to get the outcome that you wanted. Now that you got the outcome, have fun for a bit, and then once you're ready, you're going to be able to come back. Yeah. Beautiful. So what is, um, there's, so there's people that listen to the podcast that are not members or people that are past members or people that are current members. Like what is a piece of advice that you can share with them as someone that has gone through it and as has had a successful transformation? Cause a lot of people either they're in it right now, maybe they're like, I, I struggle with nutrition. I struggle with training, or maybe they're just doubting themselves and being able to do the process.
1: Um, you made the comment that my graph looks pretty linear and it's true. Uh,
0: I'm zoomed I, out I, on it too. But if we look at it as little, I was it's normal, there's little variations, but I'm zoomed out. I see the bigger.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I raised that because there were points, there were weeks where I didn't lose one week and then I might lose two weeks. I mean, it was linear in, in the fact that it was always going down, which is good. That's what we all want. Um, I think having faith in pushing, so for current members, I think my biggest message would be having faith in pushing through the weeks where you don't see the loss. It can be very easy to get in a space of like, I should be losing whatever you wanna, whatever your number is. I should be losing a pound or two pounds or whatever every week. And if you don't, it's like, um,
0: throwing hyper,
1: it yeah. And, and, well, hyper analyzing what went wrong. And I think yeah. analyzing what went wrong is helpful well, did you eat like you were supposed to last week? Did you train like you were supposed to? Did you sleep like you were supposed to? Did you have stress that you didn't handle in a good way? Like all of these questions can kind of play into. And I had a lot of that because I traveled a lot for work. Um, And there's traveling for fun where you can pack a million things and take your coolers and get in the car on a road trip. And, And I did those where I would, I've been the person to show up and you can kind of do that anyways, just as a vegan, but like I've been the person to show up with here's my giant cooler of all of my food for the weekend. I don't know what the rest of y'all are doing like, but here I am. Uh, It's not like that, at least for me, corporately traveling for work. It's like, no, I'm traveling with like a backpack and like some protein powder and some protein bars and I'm in meetings and running. And you know, if I can grab, you have to eat kind of what is available at those moments. So your food is not perfect. Um, so I had plenty of weeks where it's just like a disappointment in what I felt like I was able to lose. Um, and it. I think not feeling disheartened by that understanding, okay, well, what happened last week? okay, maybe I didn't sleep well. Maybe I wasn't great on my protein intake. You know, maybe I was eating too late at night and it was impacting my body's ability to recover and get good rest overnight. It's like my metabolism, maybe all of these things. It's like, well, can I do better? I know you like to say when the next meal for me, it was very much in a week space because we kind of look at weekly measurements. It's like, can I do better next week? Am I traveling next week? No, fantastic. And if the answer is yes, if it's yes, it's like, okay, then let me manage my expectations. Let me just try not to gain anything next week and do as many good things as I can. If I'm home, great. Let's try to stay really rigid to the plan next week and see if it will come back. But I think it can be when you feel like you're doing a lot of the right things or you feel like you're personally making sacrifices and you feel like you're making a sacrifice when you're out to a team dinner and everyone's eating really yummy looking crap. And you're at a restaurant that doesn't have any vegan <laughs> stuff. And you're sitting there with like a salad and you're like, normally I get a salad and French fries, but I'm not supposed to have French fries. So you're just sitting there like cranky and hungry. And like, you feel like you're sacrificing, right? So yeah. it's like, if you feel like you sacrifice and don't see a payback for that, it can be very disheartening in the moment. Just be patient with it.
0: Yeah, because a lot of time when we sacrifice, you expect, a positive feedback right away. Oh, yeah. And it, the, the body doesn't always work that way. You know, sometimes the depending on getting on previous history, with dieting or exercise, it's a little bit more stubborn. So it'll take and it might put up a fight before we lose a few pounds. And on some weeks, it just won't want to. And so yeah, that's a that's a great piece of advice for sure. Because um, yeah, it's not a perfect journey, right? Like I said, like, if I zoom into the graph, we can see the the fluctuations but if you zoom out it looks like a pretty straight line going down right that's why you got to look at it from the bigger picture because on a day-to-day basis you just feel like you're on this roller coaster so like you said you try weighing yourself every day and it's like i'm up and then i'm down and i'm up and then i'm down and you're like what is happening but then you zoom out over a month you're like oh i lost like five pounds so then you can see the you can see the progression yeah all right Very so question for you is was this whole process worth it for you remembering kind of where you were at where you originally started where you were doing again all this exercise you're doing everything right basically but the, the body wasn't moving
1: um so i had a choice at the beginning of 2023 i was coming back from a uh, in my mind catastrophic injury as an athlete i had a ruptured hamstring uh, completely pulled off my hip uh, and had to have surgery to uh, reattach it totally immobile for six weeks, had to relearn to walk. So very, very tough injury to come back from. And at the time in the spring, when I was looking for what I wanted to do, what I wanted my comeback year to be, what I wanted 2023 to be. And I was trying to decide between uh, registering for the half Ironman in Wilmington. I haven't done an Ironman before, but I felt like, God, that would be such a great comeback like feeling or signing up for fit vegan. Um, It was either go and do this uh, physical accomplishment that would have been very special to me, honestly, uh, Mm. in the course of that year and as part of a comeback or really investing in my body. And I thought really long and hard about what was going to give me more joy. What was going to make me feel more accomplished at the end of the year being able to say i did this half iron man or losing the weight and frankly it was almost at a point of just like stopping the weight gain like i want to lose the yeah. weight but i was so nervous because it was, kept going up um and i decided to focus on fit vegan instead i went that route i didn't sign up for the iron man i think i had two or three conversations with you about how i really wanted to do both and you talked to me about rabbits in a circle and to give it up and just focus on one thing <laughs> did fit vegan. Um, hundred percent grateful that I did. I am signed up for Ironman Wilmington for 2024 now. So the body's ready for it. The body's ready for it. Um, but it's more ready for it because of this process. Let me tell you about some of the things that happened with this program and the weight loss. Um, I am, it's almost scary right now. Uh, Almost every run I do is a PR I'm on Strava's and I have where it shows you the history. And so it's like, yeah. you know, are you turning yeah. faster? And it will be like faster. And this run was a PR from last week. It was a PR. I ran, um, a half marathon that I ran 10 years ago. Uh, and I had come back with like a horrible stomach thing from a strip to Morocco. I, I mean, I literally ran that race with a pack on with an extra pair of shorts Because I'm like, there's no way I'm making it through this thing. Like it was, I was a mess and I PR'd that race, my fastest half marathon ever, sick. Um, I came back two weeks later for a Thanksgiving half marathon and cut my PR by seven minutes um like blowing it out of the water and a lot of it's the weight loss plus the muscle gain so it's like i have the same strength but just a lighter body to move across i'm seeing the exact same thing in my cycling my heart rate is going down while my power is going up i'm getting increased fitness i went from um when you look at like a vo2 max My VO2 max before all of this was a 36, I think 35 or 36. And now my running VO2 max is a 44 and my cycling VO2 max is a 47. Um, Like out of the water performance increases over the course of this program. So like, because that running and cycling were so important to me, I am able to do them in a much uh, healthier, easier way now both weighing less and having like that strength proportionate to my body.
0: Yeah, well, I'm excited for you because once you do that half Ironman, it'll be a much better time than if you would have just done it in 2023. And you're gonna feel so much better at the end. And you know the beautiful part is that you now get to keep this body after the race. Because if you would have just done the race, you would have still had the weight issue that you wanted to lose, right? Not taken care of. Now you get to go and have fun and you get to go and do races and you get to like, again, increase your, increase your performance. So I'm very curious to, I want you to like message me when you do your first race, I want to know what your time is.
1: Yeah, that will be fun. It definitely would have been like a crawling across the finish line, uh, before. And I think this one's going to be something I feel like I can be proud of.
0: Yeah. It's the analogy of, um, you know, chopping the tree, right. You want to spend like 75% of your time sharpening your ax and 25% of your time cutting down the tree versus trying to put down a tree with a dull axe, right? We've sharpened you. Now you're just ready to go. It's the easy part now. It's still hard. It's a half man, <laughs> but it's the easy part. The body's ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Sophia, just massive thank you for, for you know, taking the time to jump on the podcast and sharing your wisdom and, and sharing your story. Um, I know people are going to be inspired by it. And I know it's very brave of you to talk about, you know, slowing down a little bit, because as a type A's and overachievers, it's a very hard thing to accept that sometimes doing less can be the most productive thing. Um, Shit, I'm still learning that lesson, so (laughs) I'm happy that you learned it from a physical standpoint. Um, And yeah, I always like to end on, on words of wisdom. So, any words of wisdom that you'd like to pass off? from the from the audience now being on the flip side of having reached your goal
1: uh i would say protein and patience honestly those two things like be be patient with yourself if you again you said there's two different types of people if you're that type a if you're like me have patience with yourself um it's it may not all the work you put in may not pay off as in the exact time frame that you expect it to but it will all pay off and if everything else goes wrong in a day like just get the protein (laughs) like focus on that over anything else like protein and sleep
0: yeah sneaking that tofu everywhere you ever had Mm -hmm. you ever had oatmeal and tofu together i have not no it's actually pretty good you don't taste the tofu and it adds a lot of volume and it adds a ton of protein to it i learned that when i was living in mexico i just never thought of combining the two of them um but yeah, Sophia, thank you very much for, for jumping on the show. I'm excited to, you know, hear about your race once you do it. And uh, yeah, I would say massive thank you to everyone listening and hope you have a great evening. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to rate the podcast as it helps us grow and spread our message. And if you know this will help and resonate with someone, be sure to send it their way so that they can have the opportunity to level up their life as well.